It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Well, hello, 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 and welcome into a Sunday morning special time episode. It feels like we're in season already doing a show at 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I can't wait for more of that in just a month away. Oh, so exciting. Thanks for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, hit the bell notification, get notified whenever we have new content available to you. And you can also stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I got my co-host, Daniel Dubois, and a special guest that we're going to introduce properly in just a second. Today's episode is going to be the bow tie on our team profile series that we've been doing all offseason long. I've had great guests and won't be any different today. The AFC West, baby, where it's a gold mine for fantasy football. Danielle, what do you think? Oh, yes. I am so excited about this. I'm really happy you saved this to the last episode because I feel like it's the best for last. Obviously, there's just so much to talk about. I have so many things to say, so I cannot wait. A lot of ADP values we're getting into in just a second, but let's properly introduce our guest. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. He's on the bottom half of your screen. The hosts of Sirius XM Fantasy and FSWA Hall of Famer, Mr. Bob Harris. I feel like bouncing around with, you know, <laughs> getting my gloves tightened. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Good morning. How is everybody? We're great, man. I, I Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. You have been a legend in this industry for forever. So to have you, it's definitely one of my high points for this show. Appreciate that, man. Oh, so yeah, we have a ton to get into just training camps underway. So some, you know, we, <laughs> it's an ever moving cycle. I want to say when it comes to rankings and ADP, I think I've adjusted my rankings. Uh, I don't know, maybe seven times in seven days this week alone. Uh, what about you, Bob? How's that going over for you? It's pretty much a daily occurrence, right? You're tweaking it. And so I always like to warn people, you know, we tend to overreact. You know, you try to look at the entire off season as like a continuum of data, and you plug little pieces in, but it, for some reason, the pieces this time of year seem to rise in importance to us. And I mean, little literally move ADP in real time. You saw it with the Joe Burrow injury uh, earlier this week where, you know, he dropped out. I know I was talking to Stacey Press from Fantasy Frames, and she was in a draft where he fell down below, you know, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, the point where he had previously not, you know, go slightly ahead of them. So 
I mean, we at, we react. Well, let me rephrase that. We overreact in real time, and I think the 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 sharpest managers are the ones who can you know take a giant step back, try to put a little perspective on what's happening in the moment. You know, we're sitting out there on Twitter and we're seeing, you know, so and so had a got took the first snap with the first team offense for you know, and wow, you know, so so these things should not be driving your strategies. The they should be part of it, right? A part of it, but you know, don't overreact in the moment. And that's the to me, that's the biggest goal in the in the entirety of preseason is not overreact. We can all remember the Hall of Fame game last year. We're gonna talk about the Raiders. You know, Josh Jacobs, oh my gosh, he's playing. What does it mean? We're all, you know, we were all determining strategies based on the fact that you know he maybe he got more work than his teammates at that point. And what does it mean? You know, so uh turn off the lizard brain a little bit and you know, step back, use a little logic. The the worst emotions are usually those made. Worst decisions are usually those made in the, the in the in the moment of emotion when something happens or an event occurs. So, just dial back a little bit, folks. Yeah, uh, remember preseason doesn't matter. <laughs> that's that's number one, typically speaking. And number two, I I put this out there on social media earlier. You re- you referenced the Joe Burrow injury, Garrett Wilson injury. This is why you should be having your home leagues in particular late August, maybe even early September. Let it ride out. See who's actually going to be available. Nobody wants to have your draft at the beginning of August and then some one of these guys goes down and ruins it completely. We didn't even get to week one. We don't want to see that. Wait until no, later. And so, you know, for, for those of you who are out there in the best ball leagues right now, I mean, I've been in there since February and you're, you know, I'm getting into that triple digit drafts and like a lot of those drafts are going to be spoiled. Dalvin Cook's going to ruin a lot of drafts, people. It's yeah. It's going to happen, right? And so, you know, Dan says, wait as long as you can, but but don't be afraid to jump in and get, you know, I, I feel like it's kind of part of the process of, for me, is doing a lot of drafts. So when the ones that matter most coming the end of next month, I feel really comfortable and confident. I don't have to sit there and refer to a lot of rankings. I don't have to, you know, guess where ADP is. I, I've been steeped in it. I've been living it. So, uh, really helps to make decisions in the moment when things go as not expected for you. Well, and best ball is the best way to prepare for that because that's sure. a whole different animal anyway. And that's the one part where, yes, I don't mind drafting early when it comes to best ball because that's actually where you need right. to. So you take advantage of some ADPs. So yeah. that's a whole different area. Actually, great segue. Best ball mock draft this Thursday on the MD's Fantasy Football nice. Show, guys. Uh, let's move into our content for today. We'll start off with the coaching changes of the AFC West. <laughs> I feel like we can't bury the lead. Sean Payton in his comments. Bob, what did you think about that? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a remarkable moment of uh, honesty there. <laughs> Apparently, I, like, I, I don't know that anything he said wasn't what a lot of people are thinking. Certainly not what Broncos fans hadn't already been thinking, right? Uh, worst coaching job in NFL history, etc. You know, <laughs> I, it was pretty bad. I mean, we could think back. You could sit there and go, was it really the worst? Well, it was pretty bad. There was, you know, in-game decisions that were poor. Clock management was poor. They had ringing help for that some of the you know the treatment of russell wilson which sean payton apparently not a fan of not going to have his own staff in there and you know maybe he'll have an office still but it probably won't be the same uh, like a complex of offices uh so <clears throat> makes perfect sense for him to make all these changes it didn't make perfect sense for him to come out and discuss them openly practically unbidden it seemed so uh, so that was interesting, but once he did it, I wish he wouldn't have walked it back. I wish he would have just like went with it and, you know, not sometimes. No, I meant it. Damn it. I said what I meant and I meant what I said, live with it. 
You're Sean Payton. I don't feel like at this point, nobody would expect anything less of you. <laughs> like, come on, let's be real. No one's going to tell you no. Stick with your guns. We don't care. You'll be back at TV when you're done your coaching thing again. This doesn't matter. It's perfect for us. Fox had on too long. He's like, I don't know that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think you're just speaking your mind. I think that's what happened. Danielle, uh, help us out here. With, with Russell Wilson, that's the question, right? Is Sean Payton going to save Russell Wilson? What do you think you're going you're gonna to see here with this Denver Bronco offense? You know, this Denver Bronco offense is very hard to predict. They are they have so many upsides, but also so many downsides at the same time. So it's very hard to see where they're going to be this year. However, Sean Payton coming in, I think, is going to be a huge plus for Russell Wilson. However, I do not think that means that Russell Wilson is going to go back to his normal self that we've seen before when he was at the Seahawks and go back to being a top tier quarterback. I don't think that that is where he's at anymore. I don't think he necessarily has that in him. I think Sean Payton will be great in the system with him. And I think he will work well with Russell Wilson. So I think he'll definitely be better than last season. I just don't think he can go all the way back to how he was a few years ago with the Seahawks. I just don't think that that's plausible. Yeah, I mean, look, Sean Payton, first and foremost, he is better than Nathaniel Hackett. His comments are 100% on the money when it comes to that. Uh, he's got a nice balance approach, which is what Russell Wilson needs. He's not a spread him out quarterback. He's not a throw the ball 40 times and be accurate consistently. That's not what he does. He needs play action. He needs a balanced system. That's what Sean Payton brings to the table. His offenses back in New Orleans averaged 26 points a game, and that's even with an old man Drew Brees and uh, the litany of quarterbacks that he tried to replace him with after he retired. And he has a good, true offensive pace over 61 plays a game. So this isn't going to be the stagnant offenses from that standpoint that we saw last year with Hackett either. Bob, what do you think of the situation when you look at Sean Payton taking over the Denver Broncos? So I like to draw a parallel. I mean, yes, Sean Payton has way more experience as a head coach than Brian Dable did coming into the Giants. But I think I felt like going into last year, wow, the Giants are going to be better offensively, right? They were more better than I expected. Uh, but, but part of that is because it was such a low bar. So, you know, you look at Denver, they were ranked dead last in points scored last year, 16.9 last in third down percentage at 29%, 21st in total offense, they didn't have any big play. You know, there was no explosive plays. They didn't seem to have the playmakers. There was injuries abounding. So I kind of feel like you could draw the parallel that Sean Payton's going to come in. Joe Lombardi joins him coming over from Los Angeles as offensive coordinator. We'll talk about that in a minute here. Um, but I, I think expecting the Broncos to be better should be the baseline. And I guess the question is how much better. And I wonder if we won't be a little bit surprised like I was certainly with the giants. I mean, I had high hopes, uh, but, but Dable exceeded him. So I think, I think a, a good coach who's capable of scheming up and has that experience that Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi have together running offenses. I think it might be a little better than we think. I don't necessarily disagree. I don't think, uh, you know, I'm expecting the Russell Wilson of old, but I'm expecting a better Russell Wilson and, and, you know, maybe something somebody fantasy managers can invest in as a quarterback too, and hope for some upside. We saw late in the season, we saw some flashes of, of production, you know? And so hopefully, you know, with a receiving course staying healthy, we'll see how that plays out. But, but I do have some, I, I do expect improvement and I guess I'm hoping uh, I'll be pleasantly surprised like I was with the giants. Yeah, I think the goal here is, is that you don't need him to be back to what he was a couple of years ago, but you need him to be somewhere in between what we've seen. And I think that's going to be the goal, and we'll get into what our value expectations are going to be for the other Denver Bronco players, if that, in fact, can be the case. Here's one that I think I've been more excited about than any other coaching change in the entire league, and that is Kellen Moore 
joining the Chargers and what that means for Justin Herbert and this offense. I could not be more excited. Kellen Moore being relinquished, unbinded from the Mike McCarthy of it all. And I think that's going to be great for him. A multiple formation guy likes to throw it around, likes to push the pace. It's a match made in heaven. In my estimation, Bob, what do you think? Uh, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, look, we're all expecting the passing game to improve. And I think some of his comments would be great. But one of the biggest reasons, biggest things he did in Dallas, was some of the, the most production came not through the air, but on the ground. Yeah, one of the biggest uh, staples of his offense was rushing. Uh, Dallas ranked seventh overall with 8,358 rushing yards. were ninth with 71 rushing touchdowns during his four seasons as coordinator. Well, he has a pretty good back. There in in Los Angeles, even though he doesn't, you know, maybe Austin Eckler doesn't want to be that that <laughs> true, you know, feature back. He kind of is, right? And and maybe we'll see more passes, uh, you know, a similar workload of passes. And I, but I think the big hope is with that huge receiving core. You know, you bring Quentin Johnston to join Mike Williams and Gerald Everett. It's really big bodies. Uh, Keenan Allen is not a small man, but he's very good as well. Um, but the you know Justin Herbert. Coming off, you know, I guess a disappointing season. Uh, I don't know how disappointing it was. 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, you know, okay, uh, it was all right. Uh, but the yards per attempt were a career low, 6.8 yards per attempt. And I think, you know, with the way Moore's offense has looked, that number should go up. I think we could all have some great hopes for the receiving assets there as well as for a big rebound for Justin Herbert. Daniel, what do you think you're going to see here? I am really excited because I have – been in shambles over the offense of the the chargers lately in past seasons because they pissed me off so badly i love them they have so much talent on that team but they would decide to go for it on every single fourth down or <laughs> never go for it at all and there was just so polar opposites every single week and it was just driving me insane so i am so excited we finally have a new offensive coordinator here i think it could be very beneficial for herbert and obviously austin eckler i mean he it's going to go off no matter what. I think that this is going to be great for the entire offense. And I'm hoping we see not just better workload for the receivers and for Herbert, but a little bit more consistency and some better play calling. <laughs> Yeah, at Riverboat Staley. That's that should be the term being thrown around with, with him going on. And uh, Bob, to your point with Justin Herbert, twenty-five and ten. If that's a down year, then he's the equivalent of right. Aaron Rodgers having a down year. Right. Like that just shows you where he's at. Right. I'm I'm, I'm going to be fine. You know, I think he's going in the right spot right now. You know, just ADP wise, kind of. You know, the tail end of that. You've got the top three tier. And then, uh, you know, kind of, I think most people leaning in Lamar and, and uh, Lamar Jackson and, and Justin Fields. And then the next pair is there, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert, whatever order you have them in. I have them Herbert ahead of Lawrence. But um, but I think, you know, he does have that ability uh, to, to move up a little bit. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about his uh, the prospects under Kellen Moore. Well, we're going to get to a question about him in the next segment, and I'm going to save where I have my ranking. Maybe it'll surprise you when we get to that. But let's talk about those quarterbacks.